new place. Yeah. yeah. It's a band. Yeah. It's a band? <laughs> You're telling me stained glasses windows? <laughs> Still not recording. There we are, actually. Oh, there we are. Seconds. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Punta Vista, episode 316. I am Ben and hello and welcome to Bunte de Vist, episode 316. I'm Benoit and I'm here in America. Every day I'm waking up to eat five hamburger sandwich, kissing my hideous wife and children goodbye, riding my horse to work at Le Factory de Gun. With me is ordinary 21st century peasant Barnabas McGondal who has a brain bleed ground from playing too much football American and lives in Idaho in the city of Boise. It's Teo. Bonjour, Teo. Uh, howdy. You no, know, you have to do it in a French accent because we're doing an intro where we're the French version of Bunta Vista pretending oh. to be Americans. Oh, oui. so I thought I thought you were a French guy visiting yeah, America. Uh, French on, yeah. No, no I'm, I'm with it now. I'm okay. visiting America in my imagination as a French guy, mm. and I'm also oh. visiting France in my imagination as an Australian man. Ah, oui, c'est bon, <laughs> c'est bon. I'm. <laughs> Head, um, head of the mud. Uh, <laughs> poisson? Wait. Oui. <laughs> no, okay, so what I need you to do is I need you to riff about America from the perspective of a French person with a French accent. Oh, oh we. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> fuck. C'est bon. Oui. <laughs> Aussi avec moi is regular American salaryman Ronald Smith, who has never looked at a painting of a nude woman in his life, has no health insurance, and insists on only smoking those disgusting American-style filtered cigarettes. It's André. Bonjour, André. Bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> I cannot wait to finish my non-union job. <laughs> oui. Well, nobody does le riot. If we are forced to work 80 hours a week, then finally I can take my ugly wife. I do not have a mistress. I take my ugly wife to the latest movie Marvel. We watching the film The Superhero. Oh, oh, I love the American art. I love the American art. And afterwards, maybe I take my disgusting wife to the Garden of the Olive. I this love is, putting I feel like I'm getting more German. It's like, <laughs> the garden of the olive. <laughs> olive garden. <laughs> Come with me to the olive garden. <laughs> I will have w- one olive. <laughs> and, will, and will you smoke in restaurants? <laughs> no. no. I will not. They will not let me. They do not respect my freedom, despite their silly flag. So I just put the retirement age up to 65 and I did nothing. I just uh, sat there and I to, went, oh, to, that is a shame. I did not set fire to a single policeman. In fact, I respect the policeman. I, I kiss at a policeman. Oh, I love the police. I am American. Love the cops. Moi. And Francois. Last but not least, with me is the normal housewife American. 
armpits completely shaved, holding <laughs> 20 American babies named Brent while driving a NASCAR to work at the missile factory. It's Lucille. Bonjour, uh, Lucille. Bonjour, Ben. Uh, je m'appelle Mackenzie. Oh. <laughs> and you just know they are spelling it crazy, the Mackenzie as well. I love, I love the brunch. Wait. I love the uh, monogamy. <laughs> fidelity. How, how you say monogamy? How you say mon, mon, monogamy, <laughs> fidelity, <laughs> cooperationality. <laughs> Anyone that's else it, got any yeah, uh, layered improv in them? No? <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> Sometimes we run out of our own ideas and we need people to send their ideas into us. I'm just saying that as a segue. We don't need you to send your ideas yeah. into us. But sometimes they do. And um, we we listen to those ideas and we say mm-hmm. them aloud. Mm-hmm. We've the discard most of them, like 95% of them. Speak them into existence. Yeah, I read them. I go, huh. It is quite interesting, and then I just sort of gaze into space for a little while. It's time for the Bunta Vista Hotline. That's the Bunta Vista Hotline. You can send us an email. Mailbag at BuntaVista.com. Maybe DM us on Twitter. You could even message Facebook, but we don't really check the Facebook. So the other day, I received a bit of mail in my my letterbox, um, addressed to me, which is how it got to me. Uh, mm-hmm. It had a little opened by Australian Customs f- f- for inspection sticker yeah. on the outside. Mm-hmm. They feel really left out if they don't get a little peek. They want yeah. a little peek. Um, Wouldn't I that guess... be so fun, just getting a little peek? Oh, my yeah. God. Every desire you've hey. ever had to be like, what's in there? I'm going to find out. Yeah. <laughs> find yeah. Out we can just right check. Now. You want to look at that suitcase? Yes. I'm so glad you asked. I do. Not only <laughs> do I want to, but it's also my job. Hey, they put one of those $3 padlocks on there? What are they hiding? <laughs> Let's get in there. There's no way we can get through that. Wink. <laughs> um, it came to me from uh, Bradenton, Florida. Which is quite intriguing because I don't know. Bradenton. Anyone. Bradenton. That's right. Imagine the, the French guys from earlier saying <laughs> um, So it came with an invoice. It was interesting because I didn't buy anything from Florida. But it also came with a little letter uh, addressed to me. Here we go. Hi, Ben. Thank you for the orders. I am not sure how the orders got split up into three different orders. In the future, maybe we can work this out better. Um, If you order and wait for combined invoice, I might be able to ship altogether. Please let me know how this arrives. Diane. I also received uh, another letter. Sorry for the supply. No, for the shipping issues. Please contact me and we will work something out. Sorry, I've got another one here. This is bizarre. Um, And this one says, uh, thank you for your patience and understanding. Please contact me. That's your email address. uh, And we can work out something. Interesting. Not sure about all that stuff, but it it, it did come with some stuff. Um, And I would love to tell you what these things are. I have in my hands a collection of 
11 collectible cards. Uh, the first two are basketball players from Michigan State. Uh, from the black and white photos, I'm going to say these guys played in maybe like the, the 60s, the 50s, perhaps. Can first I, one is... Can uh, I ask a really quick question about this? I feel yeah. like it's the, it's the question that's on all of our lips. Mm-hmm. Which is, did you ask for any of these things from anywhere? No. No, I have never ordered a trading card in my life off the internet. And, and these were a complete surprise to me. And it's yeah, come to you, you were, at your address a, with your name. Yes. But you were a piece of shit enough to split it up into three invoices. Yeah, somehow I managed to gobble that. Well, it looks from her perspective, I gobbled it, um, which just seems downright unfair. <laughs> uh, I have Dawn Dibble. Michigan <laughs> State. Mm-hmm. Pete Gent. Uh-huh. Also from Michigan State. Mm-hmm. I have one tops card for uh, people from the United States Olympic team. Uh-huh. Uh, Tyson Any Gay. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? What was that you were just saying, Theo? Can you repeat that? I didn't hear it. Interesting. <laughs> I have uh, three cards. Fr- Sorry, four cards Tyson from the. Gay. Uh, World Poker Tour Razor Poker collectible cards. Okay. Um, two here with relatively ordinary names that I think might have been chosen based on the photos, but this is an audio medium. Eric Seidel has an insane look on his face. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Sammy Farah, Farha perhaps, um, might have been chosen because of his description. Although he doesn't smoke, Sammy Farah has a superstitious side and can easily be identified by his, quote, lucky unlit cigarette hanging from the corner of his mouth. Yes. Very cool. That's, That's a cool, cool thing to yeah. do. Bring him a, what... a bit of France to... That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's unlit. Unlit. He's not yeah. smoking that thing. Yeah. I will not light it lest I be shot by la police. I will salute <laughs> them as I die. <laughs> I have Ted Forrest. Nice name. Yeah. He's one Ted is without question one of the most feared players in the game today. <laughs> the, game yeah. of, the game of baseball? No, uh, poker. Poker. Yeah, yeah. since he brought a sword to the table. <laughs> That's right. Uh, last poker player I have is Hoyt Corkins. <laughs> Hoyt Corkins. Hoyt Corkins. Hoyt Corkins. He's from Glenwood, Alabama. Hoyt Corkins. It works every way. Finally, I have three, three cards that are from the... Uh, uh, eight seconds trading card series, which is professional bull riders. I have Rocky McDonald. Mm-hmm. Wonderful have, bull rider mo- name. I mean, if you're born Rocky McDonald, you're going to ride a bull. I also think you were going to ride a bull if you were born Ryan Dirt Eater. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. but a bad, a bad bull. Rider. You're not going to be good at you're it. Yeah. Eating no. Dirt. Eating oh, dirt. Seven point six seconds, and he's eating dirt again. Classic Ryan Dirt Eater. <laughs> Sounds like uh, the name they'd give to a um to like a wrestling jobber, you know the the yeah. name guys they bring out to lose. Yeah, and here comes the dirt eater. Yeah. Yeah. fuck you, dirt eater, Clive jo- Dick Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and lastly, I have Skeeter King Solver. Oh. Skeeter King Solver. That Skeeter is King Solver. That is way too uh, highbrow a name. I feel for. Well, look, maybe it's a very intellectual sport. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't know. But it's Skeeter tough. King Solver. I'll say that much. Now, you could probably the person who would have sent these to me, other than Diane, the person that garbled the order 
that got Diane to send them to me needs three things, basically. They need to know my home address. Yeah. To Check. listen to this podcast and Check. to have a perverse interest in uh, very specific specialist training cards. Ben Nichols. Yeah. Tom Walker, I would say. I don't think... Yeah. Oh, no, Ben does listen to the podcast. I'm sorry, Ben. I take yeah. that back. Yeah, Tom I don't know your home address, so You've I failed been... two out of those. I've been to your house. I don't know the address. That's yeah. an insane thing to say. Yeah. I don't have to look up the address to your house because I just drive there. Cause I, yeah. Because I've been over a bunch. Just on vibes, yeah. Beautiful friendship. Yeah. Yeah, Tom sent those in. That was yeah. Tom. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> hey, can I... Can I uh, this is a bit unorthodox, but can I uh, jump in on this segment? Uh, just with a quick um, Bunta Vista obituary. Uh, oh, got, no. I've got two Viv? obituaries. Yeah, no, no. Oh. Viv, Viv is going strong. Thank God. Uh, oh, Ninety-three God. this year. Um, now we've got two obituaries here. Uh, first of all, is the uh, R.I.P. to the American Major League Baseball outfielder Wayne Kummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no, that's not. And. Uh, also, sadly, we say goodbye to the American football linebacker, Dick Butkus. I knew you were going to say Dick Butkus. I've seen so many headlines with Dick Butkus in I, it this week. I need you to spell Wayne Kummer for me, though. Uh, that, that's uh, Wayne spelt as Wayne's as Wayne. World mm-hmm. uh, and Kummer spelt C-O-M-E-R. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rips. Yeah. Old Wayne Sticky Hands Cummer, the greatest outfielder. Cummer, mm. all ye faithful. Uh, that funeral. Uh, Is there a Mrs. Cummer? Yeah. <laughs> Let me check. Survived by. Survived. <laughs> Deanne Cummer. Uh, Joyce. They've got a. They have three three sons. Timothy Wayne Cummer, Paul Allen Cummer, and Sean Christopher Cummer. Mm. He's survived by. Christopher. Probably, those are very funny. Probably Cummer, isn't it? But that's not very funny. <laughs> no. And it, getting things wrong to make them funnier is sort of part and parcel as, uh, of podcasting. Mm. Yeah, I only barely need to pretend that I know how things are actually pronounced. Because, yeah. I mean, it's well documented my struggles with uh, syllables. And words. And generally. words. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I'm leading with it. I'm leaning in. Yeah. If you keep doing it, you can just say that you're doing like a bit every time you mispronounce something. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, you, right. you thought I deliberately mispronounced it. And it's actually, you sound stupid right now. Do you yeah. think that I'd never heard the word tangential said out loud before? You mm-hmm. idiot. Oh, this guy thinks I my brain peaked when I was 20 years old. <laughs> and it's been a constant downhill slide from then. My brain's peaking right now. Yeah. Mm. Mostly with cortisol. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if uh, death can come for even Dick Butkus, then yeah. surely death can come for us all. That's a bad sign. And another segment where we look at bad signs is Omen's Importance. It's time for Omen's Importance. <laughs> You shall see hail fall from a clear sky and burn as fire upon the ground. You shall see darkness cover Egypt when the sun climbs high to noon. And you shall know that God is God and bow down to his will. This comes to us from the Associated Press. 
Nearly 1,000 migrating songbirds perish after crashing into windows at Chicago Exhibition Hall. Oh, no. Oh, Get out no. of that building. Oh. That building bad is haunted. Vibe. That's a Something super bad vibe. Evil ley lines are converging underneath Chicago Exhibition Hall. Get out of there. David Willard has been checking the grounds of Chicago's Lakefront Exhibition Center for dead birds for 40 years. What a life. Yeah, I mean, it what a life. take a break. Take your kid to work day. Get a different One day job, all man. this could be yours. Yeah. Where are they going to find another dead bird guy, though? Mm-hmm. On Thursday <laughs> morning, he found something horrible as opposed to his normal, <laughs> normal dead bird route. I don't think that's his only job. Well, I like, like to I think, think that just, it is. He takes a lap yeah. like once a day to check for dead birds. He's yeah. not like all day every but day. But that takes him all day. It's like the uh it's like painting the Sydney Opera House bridge. But, yeah, by the time you get around the to the Sydney start again. Opera four bridge. birds of <laughs> Yeah, the Sydney Opera the <laughs> Opera House Bridge, yeah, opera. that one. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think that that saying refers specifically to the the Sydney Harbour Bridge either. I think it was meant to be the Golden Gate Bridge originally. Really? I think so. Is they that probably big? copied that from us. Yeah. It, it's, I don't know, it, it was big enough to get Magneto over to that island prison in X-Men 3 when he lifted the entire bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. You guys remember that from X-Men 3, The Last Stand? No. Uh, I do, Ben. Haven't Thanks. seen it. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he found something horrible on Thursday morning. Hundreds of dead songbirds, so thick they looked like a carpet. Aww. Now... He might have been tempted to lie down mm. for a little mid-morning nap, but I don't think it would feel good when you lay down on it. It would be too crunchy. Nearly 1,000 songbirds perished during the night after crashing into the McCormick Place Lakeside Center's windows. The result, according to avian experts, of a deadly confluence of prime migration conditions, rain, and the low-slung exhibition hall's lights and window-lined walls. You should stop building stuff that kills all the animals. I don't think well. they do it on purpose. I, I think if you're the architect that came up with this, you're like, ah, oh, fuck. Am I, I, I like, should have made the bird killer building. Were the windows too clean? Like, oh, that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's probably what it yeah, was. Yeah, i got to bring like gotta big bring old clean windows. Mm. Yeah, give them a couple <laughs> of donuts and then let them <laughs> just stand near the windows out. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Greasy. Hey, you know what they love? They love yogurt. And oh. standing up at the window, watch the garbage Man. truck go past. Like standing near the Sony Bravia, yeah. a little yogurt, you know? Yeah. If a child's uh. hand ever touched the screen of my TV, <laughs> I would just lay down <laughs> my and die. beloved Bravia. <laughs> I would stop eating. I'd be out. I tried to clean my TV screen the other day, and now in certain angles, I can see streaks on it if the sunlight's reflecting off it, and uh. I just makes me want to walk into the ocean. You and me will talk about cleaning a a Sony Bravia properly later, Ben. Please, thank you. Yeah. What are we using on that? Are we using isopropyl? We use water. We use water. water. Yeah. A little bit of vinegar, they say, is okay as well. Uh, A lightly misted paper towel is all you need, my friend. What if the paper towel is too scratchy and it scratches the surface of my... What if you've got got greasy hands? My hands are pretty greasy. Keep them on the outside of the paper. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You don't want the paper behind your head TV screen. Yeah. Ideally, keep the... The thing you're using to clean between the screen and your greasy mitts. Yeah. Quote, 
It was just like a carpet of dead birds at the windows there, said Willard, a retired bird division collections manager at the Chicago Field Museum, where his duties included administering, preserving, and cataloging the museum's collection of 500,000 bird specimens. Oh, you dead bird guy. As well as searching for bird strikes as part of migration research. Now, how? How's he doing that? I would like to know. Like he's, whether he's, he's taking a lap of the building because a bird strike is a bird whapping into something. But he's, oh, he's, he's at a different, different building. Yeah, he's at a different place. Well, he's well, taking laps of different buildings. He was previously at the Chicago Field Museum. Retired uh, director. But is he just yeah. like calling up people being like, hey, did you have any bird strikes? No, uh-huh. I think he's like the power meter guys. He's got a key. Oh, sure. Yeah. You see the bird strike guy wandering around. Let him do his job. Make sure your dog is restrained. Oh, my God. Um, sorry, I'm just... I was just looking up bird strike before to make sure that it was yeah. what I thought it meant rather than, oh, we've, say, we've birds, spoken about bird birds protesting or anything, you know? Yeah. On this podcast um, before, like when we did the roundup Unequal of... pay and whatever. I just, I just think that this is a funny uh, thing to have up, up the front of this, which is 80% of all bird strikes go unreported. Oh. The birds are not reported. I didn't realise I was supposed to report them. How well, we, I think most of, them, most of them is just like a bird banging into a window and then going, oh, fuck, and they fly off, you know? <laughs> That's yeah. just made me think of the fucking the brass eye crimes we know about has gone up dramatically, but crimes we know nothing about has gone up even more. <laughs> how do you know how many unreported bird strikes yeah. there are? They haven't just... been reported. I've just put a uh, yeah, picture. This you is the main him, picture from Bird Strikes in Wikipedia that I've just put into the chat. Oh better not just... Oh, oh God. <laughs> now, for oh, the listener, no. this appears to be the uh, the cockpit of a jet, of a fighter jet. Yeah. And there is like... Um, <laughs> the, the whole cockpit is cracked. Uh, all the glass is, is like... Very thoroughly spiderwebbed all over, and there's yeah. a huge blood stain on the very top of it, suggesting that maybe they've pulverized like an albatross or something. A bee bird or multiple birds has ceased to exist. Oh, apparently Ooh. there's a different. Uh, there's there's other categories of this. A bird strike, sometimes called bird strike, bird ingestion for an engine. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I hate oh. that. <laughs> We've, we we have discussed this on the podcast before. We did a we've done a whole episode on just listing off the reports of uh, bird strikes that happened in a year in Australia and the animal strikes that happened in a year in Australia. And we probably won't do them again because it's just a list of dead animals. Have did you cover tower kill though? Is that where someone inside the tower is killed by a bird strike? Tower kill is a phenomenon in which birds are killed by collisions with antenna towers. Yeah. There's there's also um uh so there's a there's a kind of uh, power generator called concentration concentrated solar TSP, concentrated solar lower power, I guess it would be. Um where a bunch of mirrors all point at a central tower. Uh, which is mm-hmm, full of salt. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love up. that shit. That's cool as fuck. I know. It, they they're cool, but they're just they're not financially viable yet, uh, and they probably never will be. We tried a whole bunch of them in like Spain and and in West uh, Western USA. Uh, sorry, I'm getting a little power nerdy here. But um, <laughs> what, what are the things they do? I power nerd out. Power nerd out. 
Um, there's one. There's actually one down in South Australia as well. Um, but what they also do is cook birds. Yeah. Oh. With like birds that fly through the concentrated, uh, like solar beams. Just oh, putting yeah. a just big old microphone, my magnifying glass. Yeah, kind of like puff up in a big cloud of smoke and. Woof. It's Ooh. a shame that uh, there are the so many animal deaths induced by us either putting shit in the way of where they were yeah. always going before or uh, also, yeah, just having too many lights in the wrong places that make them go, up. Oh, I'm, I'm actually supposed to be over there. I was yeah. watching a video the other day of, um, of people helping uh, baby puffins. Oh. I think it was baby puffins. Um all around wherever those islands are, where they, um, the where Faroe they come, Islands, yeah, where they where they come and do their nesting and everything, um, and apparently it's the when there's when there's no moon out, when there's cloud cover from the moon, they get confused because there's lots of lights from a nearby city, and they go over there instead of going into the ocean. They're supposed to yeah. migrate back out to the ocean, and they're meant to see the light on the water from the moon, but when the moon's covered, they go, oh, we'll go over towards this light instead. And That's they just a skill wander issue. In, yeah. <laughs> you know? And they wander into the town, and there was this video of, like, all these people, they just chase the puffins around, the little puffins around, and pick them up. And then what you are supposed to do with them is you take them down to the beach and overarm hurl them like a baseball towards the ocean. And they... <sighs> they they just go whoop and start flying that and zip off. So fun! It sounds that really sounds, fun. like it you would really get to, fun, and you'd be doing something nice. Yeah, you know? imagine getting like good karma for just hurling over, a um, hurling, puffin, puffin, like hurling a, a baby bird. Yeah, That's thank you, bear. thank you. Yeah, this is another this is another Buddhist excursion we should crowdfund. We need to do the puffin worm. hurling. I want to hurl a puffin. <laughs> yeah, we want to we want to go out and and compete in the worm grunting. Competition, <laughs> worm grunting, puff and puff hurling. hurling. Yeah, yeah. These are things that I I remain convinced that we could get some <laughs> some audience participation <laughs> in sending us to these things, filming and recording some content. That's just my opinion. It's just my opinion. Okay. Yeah, and we're doing it for the birds. That's so true. And yeah. the worms. We'll put the worms back when they come yes. out. I think that'll be a condition of our entry, right? That none of us will eat the worms or anything. Now, we're not going to get. The two things mixed up. We wouldn't start grunting at the puffin hurling festival and hurling at the worm grunting festival. I might just to be sure. That'd be horrifying. Hmm. Quote: A normal night would be zero to fifteen dead birds. Oh my god! A normal night for me is a hard zero yeah. of dead birds. Yeah, it's a standard zero. Yeah. It was just kind of shocking outlier compared to what we've experienced, Will had said. In 40 years of keeping track of what's happening at McCormick, we've never seen anything remotely on that scale. Researchers estimate that hundreds of millions of birds die in window strikes in the United States each year. Hmm. That checks out. That's like, so many we've all seen a fucking birds, bird though. smash into a window and die. Don't I don't do think that. I've seen that happen in like... A decade, at least. No? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was very funny at our last house when um, I was sitting in the living Go room. Go on. I was sitting in the living room one day <laughs> and had the shit scared out of me when, like, a full-sized sulfur-crested cockatoo 
uh, just slammed into the front window in the room God. that I was sitting in. Oh, and it's, on, it's only funny because it just flew off and was fine, you know. Um, but the actual funny part was that there was a very clear, like, very clear visible outline of where the bird had hit. Like, because oh. they're so greasy. Oh. And the sulfur. You, you could see, like, the the same shape of the bird's face, its body and profile, a wing. It was very cool. Only because it didn't die. If it died, I would have been like, oh. If you're making like a, um, a low budget, uh, like screen Victoria or whatever funded Australian horror movie that's a metaphor for grief, really. Um, and like there was a part where the protagonist thought she heard something in another room. And then it gets really tense. And then, bam! Sulfur Crest Cockatoo just slams into the window behind her. That'd yeah, be right. perfect. That'd be that'd, perfect. That'd get you a... And it'd be about grief. It'd be about grief. Yeah. yeah. The movie's called The Cockatoo. Yeah. It's about grief. Mm. That's right. It's like an evil, cursed cockatoo. But she learns to live with the cockatoo. She learns to feed it grubs. I hate those birds. Their beaks are They've so They've got scary. a negative energy. Yeah. If they know too much, yeah. they, they got that forbidden they knowledge. Scream. That, well, that's why they're screaming, Ben. Yeah. Ah, mm. ah, I've seen it all. Ah, <laughs> I've seen behind the veil. <laughs> cockatoos can fuck off, though. They're always... <laughs> Low-key for real? Cockatoos can fuck off. Yeah. Low-key for real. We were at our, at our new house, and I was thinking, oh, I haven't seen a lot of cockatoos around the yard since we've been here, which is fine because they will fuck your place up. And oh, yeah. uh, I saw a couple around the other day and then I went out onto the back deck and um, one, of the, one of the wooden posts supporting the back deck just had this big, clean chunk of wood taken That's all the way out of oh. it. That's their stim, Andrew. They're yep. just they're stimming. They're stimming by tearing big fucking self-crested cockatoos are neurodivergent. They oh. fucking love. They've got an oral fixation. They love chewing on shit. They're no chunks out of stuff, don't they? They absolutely will will destroy your shit if you encourage too many of them to hang out around your place. Yeah, and that's why I say, go on, get yeah, get out of here, get out of here. Scientists with the Smithsonian Conservation Biology Institute and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service released a study in 2014 that put the number between 365 million and 988 million birds annually. You couldn't just round that up. You're at 988 million. You couldn't clean just billion? be like, it's a, it's a clean billion. I oh, see so you've gone, from, billion you've gone birds. from three significant digits to one is what you ex- yeah. expect them to do. Just make it cleaner. A billion dead birds. Yeah. Every year, because what if of they you? can't promise a billion? It's just like max nine hundred eighty-eight. Nine hundred eighty-eight. It's not really get, there are not getting birds. a billion this year. I want, I want a billion dead birds dead by twenty twenty-four. Everybody, leave your lights on at night. Keep your curtains open. Towards a billion dead birds, twenty twenty-four. <laughs> That's so fucked up. A billion is is such a a big number of birds just slamming into glass windows. I feel like you need, you know those YouTube videos that are like explaining the scale of the solar system or like the depths of the ocean or whatever? Yeah. In one of those for just like, this is what 10 dead birds looks like. Yeah, this, this is, is what, thousand. this is what yeah. a ball of 1 billion dead birds looks like if you put it in Manhattan. Yeah, that's right. 
if you put it next to the giant cube that's made of all the people on the planet <laughs> and put it in Central Park, it'd be about the same size, actually. They wouldn't, but it's a smaller, and a billion is a smaller number than seven billion. Oh, that's so I, that's true, actually. Although some birds are very big, pelicans. Pelicans are big, yeah. Still smaller, still smaller than a man. I uh, the one that messes for, with me is is the number of ants, which is due to like, according to this recent census. I'm not sure how that works. ant census. Oh, knocking on the tiniest door in the world. <laughs> How many people you got back there? <laughs> Doesn't matter if they're not in my family. No, anyone that's there. Is it there's family, like, non-family? Is it six times the biomass of people of in ants? It is. Uh, it is estimated that there are twenty quadrillion ants worldwide, Holy which fuck. is two point five million ants for every living human. That sounds exactly like the thinking of an ant to me. <laughs> what, that's you, not. I've. The- I. That's not a number, is it? I did engineering. I know all of the numbers. That's a, <laughs> they tell a, you every kind of number there is in like second year. <laughs> they do. According to the New York Times, that's a 20 with 15 zeros following it. Oh, okay. That's... Sorry, I was wrong. There's, there is, so that, there's 20, how many ads per person did you say? 2.5 million, million oh, two to po- one human. Per person. And those so, are my ants. But <laughs> yeah, and you're oh, in, you're entitled wow. to them. Yeah, go to your local fish and game office and collect your ants. <laughs> so that there is a around twelve megatons of ants, mm-hmm. which is the about the equivalent to two pyramids of Giza. <laughs> but that's a fifth as much biomass as people biomass. So mm-hmm. we're winning. Oh, so twenty-five million ants. Oh, that's weighs, less. Two point five, sorry, million ants weighs less than a person. Weighs twenty percent of a person. Now those numbers are similar, so we can probably do some simplification there, Theo. Mm. Yep. This has been ant facts. Sorry, I'm browsing the internet. Yeah. Okay. All, all I'm saying that is tab right now. <laughs> all I'm saying is we've got plenty of ants to lose in ant strikes. You know. Yeah. I'm guessing yeah. this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if we have to give up one species, let was, the ants hit the windows. There's a carpet of ants when I went out there today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's generally the that's how ants are often. Carpet like being all piled up. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Stacked up. Just they like love it. Climbing all big, over each other. Big cuddle puddles going on in the yeah. old ant hill. Yeah. Yeah. Hey honey, check out the ant cuddle puddle in here. <laughs> one one queen. Are they the biggest poly ecosystems, Lucy? <laughs> I guess so. Hmm. What about bees? Do you think bees yeah. are poly? I, I guess. I guess so. But they bloody love polygons. They're simps. Oh. Am I right? They, you like, are right. The honeycomb. Regular polygons. Yeah. They love hexagons. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, do you yes. think that makes Ben the Bunta Vista Comedian of the Week? I don't think yeah. it does. Not quite. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not okay. bad enough. Room no. for improvement. We could get worse. Do you reckon bees or ants glomp more? <laughs> I, think I actually bees... don't know what that one means, thank God. It feels peaceful. Glomping? That's yeah. the, you know, in the early 2000s, it's what you do to bishies. people would say that a lot. Yeah. You, do, you glomp someone by doing like a, I don't want to talk about oh, this. Oh, like we're I doing like, you. like <laughs> raw, to... raw dinosaur yeah. stuff. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Raw. Yeah. I oh. has a spork. Yeah. And if you don't know what this means... Don't Can I have fucking nice. To booby hugs. <laughs> yeah, to booby hugs plus 
It must I'm be so very random. It, it sees a penguin. Yeah, I'll say this. Like it, it, it must be very nice to not know whether you can or cannot has a cheeseburger. Yeah, that website's you know? still going, by the way. Fuck oh. Can has cheeseburger. I want to know what their most recent post is. Okay. Can has cheeseburger.com. Cataday morning meme madness. Start this perfect day with the funniest cat memes of the week. Oh, they've oh, turned into Can I just fucking... stop to ask, how do they spell perfect? Uh, it's the way you'd expect two R's and a U. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, they're still posting uh, image macros. Are they new ones or old ones? Um, they don't have a date on this post. What kind of post? Describe the first post. I would love to describe this post to you. So there's, uh, oh, there's a drop shadow on the text. So it's sort of like a an advanced <laughs> image macro. Uh, there's a cat wearing uh, an Xbox headset. And the top line reads, thanks for calling 911. How can I help you? Just one letter U. Bottom bottom text is, generic kibble, help is on te way. Yeah. Wow. Got it. How do I find out when this was posted? If this was like a recent creation, I'm fucking thrilled. Is it like finding out that there's people still at war? Like, <laughs> believe the war is still going in like yeah. 1947? Yes. They're on that <laughs> island over there. They're just posted like... <laughs> we haven't been through two webs since then. Mm. Hey, can I read a, an annoying tweet that I saw yesterday that confused the fuck out of me? Go on. I haven't been tweeting in a while. <laughs> Sometimes you come across a group of millennials who are still living fully in the Master of None slash Warby Parker era with their natural wines. These people must be treated gently like Japanese soldiers who didn't know World War II was over. The what? <laughs> You know when it. you guys were in your Warby Parker Master of None era? I don't know who Warby era? Parker is. Oh, no, I did watch, but I, I did watch I, Master I, of I None. I think I get the thing they're talking Warby about. Warby Parker, I guess over here, they'd be talking about Oscar Wiley. They're talking about That's... those like cheap glasses. Barely oh. a cultural touch point. Oh. It's yeah. a strange one to point out. Yeah. I, don't, wh- I just didn't have a Master of None era, I don't think. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone did that. apart from Aziz show. Ansari. Yeah, and that era made a lot of money from it. Kind of over because of his actions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and also, there's nothing wrong with love buying glasses nap, that you think uh, look don't nice. come from my. I had a fucking lovely pet nap last night. Mm. Am I a Japanese soldier left over from World War Two? Yes. Yeah. Because I had a wonderful larder pet nap. Mm. I don't know what the words are that you're saying. Uh, petite naturals means little titties. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Window <laughs> strikes are an issue in almost every major U.S. city. Uh, cities where it's not a problem, sound off. Yeah. What's your secret? <laughs> That's so good. It's probably it's probably all the cities where like the pollution is so bad they don't have birds anymore. <laughs> uh, it's just like, like they get turned away like the boundary at Area X. <laughs> oh, so further to Lucy's point here, birds don't see clear or reflective glass and don't understand that it's a lethal barrier. Skill issue. Okay, I think, feel like the second half of that sentence is redundant. Like, if they don't see it, they, don't they see wouldn't it, understand they anything about yeah. it. How yeah. can you form an understanding about it? Yeah. I don't think a bird has a concept of a window. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. When they see plants or bushes through windows reflected on them, they head for them, killing themselves in the process. That's a Do you think one. birds have a concept of 100th window, the Massive Attack album? It's a bop. Massive attack. Birds that migrate at night, like sparrows and warblers, rely on 
the stars to navigate. Bright lights from buildings both attract and confuse them, leading to window strikes or birds flying around the lights until they die from exhaustion. A phenomenon known as fatal light attraction. Sometimes we're all drawn to the wrong light. Am I mm. am I right? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. not me, but I get what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> in 2017, for example, almost 400 passerines became disoriented in a Galveston, Texas skyscraper's floodlights and died in collisions with windows. Knock all the buildings down, in my opinion. I, yeah, I love that, that human civilization at this point is like a uh, just a, a series of Ah, wells. Like, well, that's the price of doing business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I like how you can picture this is definitely like those fucked up modern office buildings and it's like they've got a window cleaner in every day. Oh, they hit the dildo? For like stylized yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Stop cleaning yeah. your windows. They don't need to be that clean. No. Yeah. Let them get no a little grubby. No one's looking out. Um, no. The tubies on their screens. They're on their yeah. screens. No one's no looking out the windows. No one's looking, looking at the beautiful phones. Galveston, Texas skyline because they're watching Skibbity Toilet. Skibbity Toilet. <sighs> yeah, on their screens. It's yeah. fucking. Oh, more Our neighbor just told Caitlin about Skibbity Toilet. <laughs> I don't was, know what that is. Is she's this like Scooby Doo Toilet episode? I uh, no, toilet. honey. It's. Is this for children? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Hey Ben, it's can a, I? Um... It's a Gmod thing, I think. Okay. Mm. Ben, can I just uh, take issue with this reporting ever so slightly? Yeah, I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just looking at uh, what our what our passerines. Almost four hundred passerines became disoriented. Um, that is any bird of the order Passeriformes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We all know that. Which includes more than half of all bird species. <laughs> oh wow, that's oh. fucked up. They shouldn't be. They got to got to be more specific with, than with that. Mixed, they should be hogging it with more than one hundred and forty families and some six thousand five hundred identified species. Passeriformes is the largest order of birds and among the most diverse clades of terrestrial vertebrates, representing sixty percent of birds. You're either going to have to narrow it down, or you just say birds. 400 yeah. birds. 400 birds. That's fine. You don't have, to, don't have to fancy it up, you know? Conditions were ripe for a massive wave of songbird southern migration over Chicago on Wednesday evening, said Stan Temple, a retired University of Wisconsin-Madison wildlife ecology professor and avian expert. Small oh, songbirds guy. feed during the day and migrate at night to avoid air turbulence and predators. They've been waiting for northerly winds to give them a boost south, Temple said, but September saw unusually warm southern winds that kept birds in a holding pattern here. On Wednesday evening, a front swept south, providing a tailwind, and thousands of birds took to the skies. Uh, Nature's majesty, ready to be foiled by a bunch of pricks. That's us, humans. Yeah. Quote, you had all these birds that were just raring to go, but they've been held up with this weird September and October with temperatures way above normal. Again, probably nothing to do with us. Don't look into it. No, I don't think so. Don't think about it. You had this huge pack of birds take off. And quote, the birds swept south over Chicago following the Lake Michigan shoreline and right into a maze of illuminated structures, Temple said. Pre-dawn rain forced the birds to drop to lower altitudes where they found McCormick's Place's lights still on, Willard said. According to the Field Museum's count, 964 birds died at the centre. Oof. 
That's about 700 more than have been found at the center at any point in the last 40 years, Willard said. Members of 33 species died. Most of them were palm and yellow-rumped warblers. Fucking bullshit. Not even shitbirds, you know? Yeah. yeah if they were just ones. like 400 pigeons died, 1,000 pigeons died, we'd all be like... Oh. Wow, pigeon slander. That's true, though. No you, one would You care. want to land on you, no Lucy? Would you like one to... <laughs> Walk over your stuff. Gross. Rats yeah. of the sky. They Maybe are the rats, rats of the sky. Or perhaps a starling. In my know. experience, like they're just always on there. They're not really doing stuff. Pigeons? Or? Yeah, they're barely flying ever. They're only flying if like, someone on a they're bike. They're just fucking around. Pigeons are using their and they're wasting it. Pigeons. Lazy. Lazy. Rats of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to. Uh, Beautiful little yellow rumped wobblers, nice little songbirds. God's perfect angels. We're killing mm. them all. I think this is buildings. some satanic activity. Sorry, I don't. I don't believe that it's caused by climate change. It's not. It's not anthropogenic climate change. Something happened in that building. Something occurred there. Something A occurred. Mm. Took place. A visitation. A perhaps. visitation, maybe. Yes. A happening. Yes. I agree. I don't think. Just because we've completely fucked up all of the natural rhythms yeah, of mm-hmm. the natural world that they would use to follow their normal processes, that that would cause a bunch of birds to die. I think it's because someone lit a bunch of black candles. Hmm. It doesn't mean it. that a portal wasn't opened yes. within the bowels of the building Yes, that and called forth beautiful songbirds to their death. I hope it was Hellboy that came through. Because at so first too. you're like, oh, something came through. And you're like, oh, don't worry, it's just Hellboy. You mean you hope we at least got something good out of the trade? Yeah, Hellboy. Yeah. I specifically hope that we got Hellboy out of this tragedy. I hope we have a Hellboy now. Uh, hey, check this out, everyone. Window strikes and fatal light attraction are easily preventable, said Anna Pigeon, an avian ecologist at the Come University on. of hey, Wisconsin-Madison. Did a pigeon Madison. say this? Yes. Did a pigeon say this? Oh, we've got a quote from it here. (laughs) Did a dot pigeon say this? My God. I am the Bunta Vista Comedian (laughs) of the Week for piggybacking off Theo's joke. Quantize those, or are they in the grid au natural? Uh, au natural. Oh, beautiful. We talked about this on the... on the. Remember, I held up my launch key mini. Well, no, I, I know that you, you, you did play it, but I didn't know whether you'd maybe smacked a little quantization on there nah. afterwards. Just they're, to... f- they're fresh. It's like... Um, 
incredible. It's sort of like I was inspired by Burial. I don't know if you know, but he he never quantizes or puts his drums on a on a grid. He's oh. he's hitting them on the he's triggering them himself. And I sort of felt, you know what, this is this is sort of my homage. You wanted that purity. <laughs> my homage to burial. That's beautiful. It's like when you have a master potter who can throw a perfect bowl or plate every time, but then just puts a little thumbprint in there, just a little mark of the human. That's right. Mm, because we are people. We're not machines. Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to say, if you are um, one of our listeners who really encourages us to play the entire Comedian of the Week stinger every time, despite how um, really openly antagonistic it is towards our listeners. Audience hostile. <laughs> yeah. and, we, and, to, and to the hosts as well. Yeah. <laughs> we hope that you repay that kindness by going to patreon.com slash Vista and signing up for extra episodes of the show. So we can buy Theo an even bigger MIDI keyboard. <laughs> oh my God, so, I go crazy with power. <laughs> according to a pigeon, building managers can simply <laughs> dim the lights. She cooed. And architects- it is, it's super fucked up that we put lights on skyscrapers for so forever. So Cessnas don't hit them at night time. Yeah. I don't respect Cessnas, though. Yeah, mm. Get a real plane. They shouldn't be flying over, over cities so low anyway. You know, They yeah. should be minding their own business. New York City has taken to shutting off the twin beams of light symbolizing the World Trade Center for periods of time during its annual September 11 memorial ceremony to prevent birds from becoming trapped in the light shafts. You don't want to do a September 11 to the birds. Yeah. Irony. Trapping them in shafts. That's, um... Oh, boy. You are the... The National Audubon Society launched a program in 1999 called Lights Out, an effort to encourage urban centers to turn off or dim lights during migration months. Nearly 50 US and Canadian cities have joined the movement, including Toronto, New York, Boston, San Diego, Dallas, and Miami. Does New York get dark at nighttime now, does it? (laughs) Didn't notice that happening. Chicago also participates in the Lights Out program. The City Council in 2020 passed an ordinance requiring bird safety measures in new buildings, but has yet to implement the requirements. I'll get around to it. Yeah. No rush. It's only been two years. The first buildings at McCormick Place were constructed in 1959. McCafferty... Oh, I skipped ahead too far. (coughs) Cynthia McCafferty, a spokesperson for McCormick Place, said the exhibition hall participates in lights out and interior lighting is turned off unless staff, clients or visitors need it. She added that the centre maintains a six-acre bird sanctuary. We're helping some of them. Yeah, that sounds like someone with a guilty conscience. Mm. Yeah, sure does. McCafferty said an event has been going on all week at the centre, so the lights have been on while the building was occupied, but turned off when it wasn't. She said she wasn't sure what time the window strikes occurred or whether the centre was occupied then. It's an odd building, Willard said of the exhibition centre, looking very guilty. (laughs) When it was built, people weren't thinking about bird safety. They still aren't in most architecture. It's right on the lakefront. There are many nights when it's lit up. People are describing the whole night of migration as part of a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing, but this is still an unacceptable intrusion by humans and their architecture. Just terribly sad and dramatic. End quote. Hey, I don't want to uh, lathe of heaven anything here, but what about, what if... We sold bird strike offsets. Yes. Yeah. Right. Mm. You, you get your. You can get your beautiful architecture on the lake, 
and feel good about it with our bird strike offsets. Hmm. Yeah, if okay. You, yeah, we'll On your hatch. tickets, you have to tick. You pay like a dollar. Dollar extra, no problem. Bird Would you like offset. to be bird strike neutral yeah. when you visit? Are you oh, bird yes, strike neutral? Hmm. Yeah. So Good the extra you. extra 10% you've paid, we've hatched a couple of birds. Yep. They are noisy miners, but <laughs> it's still a bird. <laughs> I'm putting noisy miners on blast. They're, they've been swooping my boy. He looks yeah. so oh, hurt no. and confused and he doesn't understand why they're doing it to him yeah. or what they're trying to do. Oh. And he doesn't they're... attack them. He doesn't do anything. He just goes, why? They're rude little dickheads. They are cunts. Noisy miners, if you're listening to this, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Are you tired of paying nothing for the same old superior quality free episodes of the Bunta Vista podcast? Do you want less politics and more content about diarrhea or animals gone wild? Are you tired of skipping through those hours upon hours of paid product placement for Mark Wahlberg film Shooter? Well, boy, do I have the offer of a lifetime for you. That's right, for just five US dollars a month, you too can be a premium VIP member of the Bunta Vista Patreon. That's right, just five US dollars for all of our bonus episodes. That's over 300 hours of content from the hosts you know and definitely tolerate. I'll even throw in access to our glamorous and exclusive Discord server, where bizarre arguments only happen once or twice a week at most. Head to patreon.com slash buntavista. Sign up in the next five minutes and I won't know because that's not my job, but you'll be enjoying the sweet satisfaction of supporting us and we will love you romantically for it. That's my promise to you. Uh, sometimes a thousand birds hit your building overnight <laughs> and you have to sweep them all up, but sometimes they don't. And then you do a lap of the building and there's simply nothing to report. It's time for the Nothing to Report report. It's the nothing to report, 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 the nothing to report, 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 the nothing to report, 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 the nothing to report, report. What happened? Nothing. Shh. So you should mind your fucking business, it's the nothing to report, 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 nothing to report, 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 nothing to report, 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 nothing to report, report. This comes to us from KTVB, Theo. Giving us so little to work with there. <laughs> textured vegetable protein. Yeah. Yep, textured vegetable protein. That's correct. Yep. From Boise, Idaho. Cooking nothing. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> the headline for us. A duck walks into a bar, but did she pay her bill? Probably not. How could no. a duck pay? They don't have a bank account. They yeah. can't order. KTVB Idaho, you are the <laughs> comedian of the week. Suds Tavern gets a lot of college students coming in for a bite of food and a drink. Yep. One bite of food, <laughs> one, one, one drink. One drink. College diet. They're college kids and they have one corona and they're out on the floor. Yeah. One Push bite of pizza. College kids can't drink. <laughs> Putting the rest straight in the bin. But this may be the first time... A duck has been a patron. (laughs) (laughs) That's such a specific setup. A lot of college students come in to eat and drink, but also a duck walked in. Uh, Maybe she is a Bronco fan? Question mark. That's the. I believe that's the uh, Boise State Broncos. Uh, The Bronx. Who competes at Albertsons Stadium. Yeah, go Broncos. Broncos. 
Maybe the duck is. I don't know, you should have asked. According to Suds Tavern owner Scott Burney, she just wandered in. Can they do that? Yeah. How else was she going to get inside? <laughs> Birds wander into businesses all the time. Like, all I the feel time. crazy. They're always in there. Yeah. Quote, I turned around and she was just in there. <laughs> also, a duck is not a newsworthy bird to be wandering into a business. Like a pelican? Yeah. Ostrich? Holy fuck. Ostrich Amy? walks into your business? You call up the Associated Press. Yeah. You're like, you get the big dogs. New York Times, the grey lady. That's right. Duck. You just go, huh, there's a duck in here. Yeah. Shoot. We were serving breakfast, so then a couple people started giving her toast, and she hung out for about 10 minutes and then walked out the front door and left. And Shouldn't quote, give her bread. Shouldn't have given her bread, you piece of shit. She'll be right you back. piece of shit. You allowed to give him eggs? Maybe. I don't know if a duck would be close? interested in an egg. Yeah. I think my chickens eat their own eggs sometimes. Do they? Yeah, yeah. but chickens are fucked up little. Oh, they are. Thing they're demons. fucking <laughs> goblins. Yeah, they'll eat whatever you got. A, uh, a pigeon got into their coop recently. It be, like it flattened itself out and slid through like this yeah. very... Oh, they're, they're so dedicated they to, to getting... <laughs> so dedicated to getting stuck in places. Yeah, um, fucking stupid. Yeah, there was there was this like tiny tiny gap at the bottom of the, the coop where the, the cage... There's like a... There's like a, a um, sort of flat ring of cage around the bottom of it that's flat to the ground. I love that we've spent the last 45 minutes being like, our, our society should be more, <laughs> more, more kind bird of tolerant. To bird, more bird tolerance. It's fucking pigeon. Kill them. Kill them all. Got into the structure I built to hold my other birds, which I <laughs> my also imprisoned hold. birds, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it flattened itself out, slid through there, and then immediately was like, oh, no, I'm in the cage now. Yeah. Flying around like crazy. The, the but, dog that caught the car, hey? But I do get surprised that the chooks don't just kill a smaller bird that gets in there and go, because they would. I've seen, them, we, I've seen yeah. them do a number on some other animals. You know? We had, um, for like six months, a quail that would visit our chickens every morning huh. and just go out there and hang out with them and, like, eat their feed, uh, that sort of stuff. And they were chill. They were chill with the quail. And eventually it disappeared, obviously eaten by a house cat or something. So R.I.P. Quim- Quimby or whatever your name was. Spiritually similar bird, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quote, I think the duck might have just wanted a beer, end quote. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody comedians everywhere in this story. Good gear, mate. That's <laughs> Give the duck a beer then. I don't know what to Yeah, tell it's you. not funny to just say that. What would be funny is to give the duck a beer. Yes. Yeah, it's not even original because, like, yeah, I think it's, it's been done a bunch of times. Uh, features in season two of The Wire. Does it? Yeah. Giving the a guy, duck a beer? Yeah, the Jeff Buckley looking motherfucker um, brings yeah. his duck to a, and then I think, the duck drinks a bunch of beer, dies, I think, maybe. That seems like true to life. The wire is very realistic. Yeah, mm. that's right. Is this art imitating life? Yes. Or is this life imitating art? Oh, wow. Yeah. If you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, the the story continues. I want to be clear that this is no longer what Suds Tavern owner Scott Burney is saying. This is now what the writer from KTVB in Boise, Idaho is saying. 
maybe she wanted a grey goose or a wild turkey. Now let me get this straight. (laughs) Because this duck is a bird, the duck probably wanted to drink grey goose vodka or wild turkey bourbon. Is that a bourbon? Yes. Yeah. Because they're bird names and birds would choose the drink of a drink that has the name of a bird. What about the the grass one? Isn't there alcohol called grass? Yeah, probably. I bet I'll there's a really shitty Coles or Woolworths owned beer called Grouse. Yeah. I bet. Dollars to donuts. I don't think that a bird has to drink something that's also a bird in the name. I don't that's think just so my belief. Lucy, are you talking about uh, the famous Grouse blended Scotch whiskey? There you go. That's what I think he wanted. That's that's another another one they could have drunk. Although I don't know if a duck is a, a grouse. No, it's certainly not, not a turkey, a and it's not a goose either. Yes. So those yeah. those fucking stupid things to say. Goose is probably the closest one. I feel. If uh, we had to pick, of yeah. what of those birds is closest to a duck, I would say the goose is the closest. Well, there's also um, Eagle Rare Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Oh, we've there's... had that as far before. That's good. Uh, fighting cock uh, bourbon just, whiskey. What are you looking at? Did you look up a list of bird-related liquors? I have Googled alcohol bird name. <laughs> uh, we got Old Crow, Kentucky Straight I, Bourbon Whiskey. A lot of Kentucky stuff in here. Well, there's, um, I have also found an article from uh, vinepair.com. From wild turkey to red breast, why so many liquors are named after birds? Which, and really, this is just more damning of the KTVB writer who couldn't come up with more than just a simple great. Yeah, goose, you idiot. You, know? you I didn't mean, I know. Think pathetic. Asking yeah. your audience to know what Eagle Rare is is probably like. I mean. <laughs> well, they could have said maybe she wanted a chicken cock. <laughs> That's maybe the duck came in there trolling for cock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chicken cock. Now that brand. would have been funny. Now that's comedy. Chicken what cock. What if the duck was whiskey? cruising for chicken cock? Yes. <laughs> then we could all have a good, clean laugh. It's yeah. Also, K- Kentucky owl bourbon, fighting cock. Uh, it's just there's a lot, you know. Thanks, Andrew. I think we could definitely add a couple more bonus minutes to this episode <laughs> of naming bird named alcohols. <laughs> well, according to this article. Too bad for this feathered female. She wasn't 21. Better yeah, duck next time. One. Fuck off. Better, Better duck next time. Duck next time. Better duck next time. Why? Yeah. Someone hey, tried to shoot her? You'd better Did duck next time. Did someone shoot her? For real, though. You'd better yeah, duck. Duck next time. Because I'm coming for you, bitch. <laughs> Stay out of my bar. <laughs> <laughs> that was certainly... Uh, a full episode of the podcast, Bunta Vista. We'll see you next week, uh, unless you subscribe to the podcast. And then we'll see you again we'll see in you less sooner. time than that. And if yeah. you don't, but in you'd like house. to, consider subscribing. You get twice as much podcast. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It is fun. Yeah. Bye. 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 Bye.